Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. All right, yay. Welcome to another episode of X-Files. Another very special guest interview. This is a very cool one because today we are talking to Brett McGinn, uh, pronouns he, him, and the founder slash, are you using the term CEO? No, not really. Okay. The man (laughs) behind the message. (laughs) Yes. The The man behind the message of the company or the apparel line, Love fucking sucks and apparel line that spreads messages about relationships and that i think is pretty cool yeah so i came to know well thank you for what you're providing to the world i can't wait to get into it i don't remember who followed who first on instagram but we followed each other um you sent what i'm sure is a standard but very cool hello video um, so, of course, I looked at it and I saw that you're doing clothing that is related to the relationship journey. And what really stood out is that you donate some of your proceeds to a domestic violence related charity. Mm-hmm. So as a survivor, I thought, well, this is a dude who's trying to do a good thing in the world. Let's talk. And yeah. now here we are. <laughs> so welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's so cool what you're doing. Um, I mean, I guess the first place to start is love fucking sucks. Like that's a interesting (laughs) that's bold (laughs) big line name. Where did that come from? So what's funny is I'm a huge hopeless romantic and personally I love the irony of the name. And the truth is, like the thing that fascinates me most about love is it's the only emotion that can make you super excited or, you know, bedridden and depressed, depending on where you're at in a relationship. And so the thought <laughs> is love fucking sucks is a brand that should be worn with pride by anyone that's ever experienced heartbreak. And I always say like, love is the greatest feeling in the world, but let's be real. Sometimes it fucking sucks. Yeah. And that's, that, you know, that's kind of the message behind the name. Okay, well, that's that's a lot to unpackage just right there, what you said, Um, (laughs) but maybe we, (laughs) I'm like, I have so many questions, but um, let's, let's start with the basics of how did you get to this point with having an apparel line centered around this topic? And then how did you land on, on the name? So Brett, tell us about your journey. (laughs) What's your journey? Yeah. So I, I got the beautiful domain lovefuckingsucks.com probably in 2016. And uh, ahead you know, of the curve, I was, you're buying them up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, and I had, I did relationship consulting through it. And ironically, I kind of landed on some press right away and had a piece picked up by LA Mag and, uh, you know, there's the Museum of Broken Relationships in LA, which I had a partnership with, and I would do consultations with people that visited the museum. And mm. I really enjoyed it because I was connecting with people on a personal level that otherwise would have been strangers. And 
you know, I, I never marketed myself as a relationship consultant as being a direct alternative to therapy. I think therapy can be very beneficial. But uh, what I found was that people, they enjoyed talking to me because, you know, they, they might find themselves in a cycle of talking to their friends about their relationship issues. And their friends, you know, they obviously have opinions and it's also close to home. And they just wanted unbiased advice from someone. So I started it as that and I kind of pivoted, if you will, um, last year, actually, in 2020, and realized that I wanted to do some, some cool stuff with apparel. Um, in general, I wanted apparel that told a story. And now that's the goal is to tell the different phases of love through clothing. And that's, you know, the first line is the honeymoon phase, which is my personal favorite. Well, yeah, who doesn't love yeah. that face? All right. So, and I really want to get into this, but I have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. How did you even, okay, so you get the domain and then you thought of relationship consulting or was it the other way around? No. So basically in college, I was always that guy that like, you know, I, I wasn't like my guy friends. I, in general, I have like a very feminine energy. And I found myself like having heart to hearts with girls about their relationship issues. Mm -hmm. And I found it, I I was always that guy that people felt that they could come to and confide in. And I enjoyed filling that role very much. And honestly, I think at the time I was, I was working for someone, but I've always kind of had like an entrepreneurial mindset Mm -hmm. and I've always wanted something that was my own. And I was sitting around just thinking like what can I do and for whatever reason maybe I was going through a you know a minor heartbreak at the time which in the grand scheme of things ended up being significant if it started my company but yeah. uh <laughs> yeah I uh I just realized that the domain was available and I kind of <laughs> took it and ran okay yeah. all right yeah. Claire, do you have a question? Otherwise, I'm gonna go. No, go with what <laughs> your go with okay. your heart. Because this is so <laughs> fascinating to me. Um, Claire and I are really interested in connecting with the Museum of Broken Hearts, or is it Broken Relationships? Broken relationships. relationships. Okay, so how did you come to let that they let you set up this consulting thing in there? So I mean, that's yeah, kind of this is curious. Yeah, this is <laughs> definitely like the stars aligning. Um, I saw an article prior to them opening that they were coming to town and I was like wow what a cool concept like I would just love to put one of my shirts at the time I had like one design and a little merch um I would love to put one of those on display at the museum so I reached Mm -hmm. out to the director so I reached out to her asking if she'd display one of my shirts and she's like why don't you sell your merch in our gift shop I was like fuck yeah that sounds amazing um so then that's what I did and then I developed a relationship with them and I started doing the consulting there that's awesome so what are I know we we talked before this recording to kind of just like get to know each other and you know see see what was what there was that we could talk about on this and you told us some really amazing stories about people that you met during your time at the museum of broken relationships like are you 
can you share like one of yeah, those yeah. right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I certainly won't use any names, but uh, yeah, one time these these two girls that were in college that were best friends came in, and they both were kind of talking over each other, like you go first, you go first, and they come from conservative families, and they went to a Christian college, and you know, they just kind of live that conservative lifestyle, and mm-hmm. basically one of them finally went after they went back and forth I've known them for maybe two minutes at this point and the suspense is building and then the (laughs) one's like I'm gay and then the other one's like oh my god me too (laughs) and both of them had never come out to anyone and they had been best friends for years but they never felt comfortable enough to come Mm -hmm. out to one another and just to share that experience like we all started crying it was it was so beautiful And that kind of, you know, going back to what I was saying about like getting to know people or people just, it's like if you give people the opportunity to connect on a deep level, the people that do take advantage of that, sometimes some beautiful shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's been a theme in your consults? I don't think so. Um, Honestly, and I'm to blame as much as anyone else but what I found is that's another thing I'm just you know forever fascinated about psychology and relationships and when people are going through breakups it's like even the most logical person can think so illogically Uh, yes (laughs) I love that you say that thank you (laughs) I don't even think people would believe some of the things that I did yeah yeah and you know, even in advising people, like sometimes what you tell them could be seen as common sense, but just hearing it from someone and giving them the outlet to talk about it openly and not feel judged, it can just bring, you know, it, it can bring a lot of relief. And one, one thing in general, um, I, I see so many people that want like a get better fast scenario when they're going through a breakup and it's like you have to go through the grieving process and there's you know there's things you can do to be in a better mindset and a better space personally but you can't expedite that process like that process is so important for you to fully move on yeah yep Uh, we we just did an episode on on grieving and crying and letting it out of your system and how necessary it is so we're in favor of that um so you're selling your one shirt at the museum and then you actually are there physically just giving people the option what as part of the museum exhibits that they can come up and talk to you face to face right they're just like here's a real human that's so interesting (laughs) yeah it was definitely cool um yeah so they'd pay admission into the museum I think it was 20 bucks a person and I would offer free consultation you know if they wanted them for people that came into the museum and I I mean I met people from all over the world doing that how did you get the courage to just be willing to have strangers approach you like this I mean, I'm, I'm an outgoing person like well, I'm yeah. doing this podcast right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of okay. comes with the territory right yeah so cool all right so then for whatever reason you transition to apparel right? exactly use yep. and you're focusing on the different stages in a relationship 
Yeah, so, um, and I, I, I do still offer a free relationship consultation with every purchase. I noticed mm-hmm. that as well when I came across your IG. Mm-hmm. Like, what a fascinating concept. And, okay, so listeners, you buy a, a hoodie or a, what a, a hat from the site, and then mm-hmm. as part of your purchase, you get to make an appointment with Brett to talk mm-hmm. about whatever relationship stuff you want to talk about. Is that Which- correct? Yes. And by the way, Claire, I noticed you made a purchase today. I know. So we, we like, must, where's my consultation, must, man? Think, yeah, we might have to connect. I, I got a hat this morning. So. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad to hear so that. Oh, awesome. I was I was like waiting for my chance to like jump in and be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yep. Well, in real life, this is how it yeah. happens. So what is Claire <laughs> going to get now? So, so honestly, kind of going back to that, um, my, my business model was flawed, as some would say. Um, Basically, I let people pay me what they thought I earned, which sometimes worked in my favor. So to clarify for the consults or for your apparel? No, for the consultation. All right. Um, I have hard costs on the apparel. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm, I'm in favor of that for sure. Like okay. my time. So, yeah. I can go. Um, Just some people are aware. Okay. So for yeah. your consults at the museum, you would, so people could sit down and do it for free. Otherwise you had a jar or whatnot that people. So the, at the museum, it was free, but on my website, cause it became, it came with your purchase at the museum, but on my website, it was pay me what you think I earned. Okay. Um, and the truth being, you know, I, I didn't have any professional background, so I wanted to test the water, and I, I wouldn't necessarily feel right saying, you know, my advice costs $50 an hour, yeah. and uh, it went really well. I mean, yeah. I've made as much as $300 in 15 minutes, and I've made as little as, I think, one one poor college student that was very broke. We talked for like two hours, and she sent me two dollars on paypal but it was my first ever payment so i was oh like my fuck yeah yeah um, i mean that's so story, smart yeah yeah long story short i you know i never really found out like what that price point was and you know the relationship consulting through the purchase of apparel is really a cool way for me to get to know my customers on a personal level mm-hmm. yeah yeah, no. And for any entrepreneurs or one of you entrepreneurs listening, like that model is great when you're starting out. I mean, I know Janice and I have both taken pro bono clients when we were just starting after our <laughs> certification. And, you know, like I think the model of pay what you think I've earned is actually so good for you know getting those like first reviews or whatever um for whatever yep. you're doing and um, getting confident with what you're doing and- that's why I did the pro bono so I would like know what it was that I was offering yeah I, and just in you know my life growing up I realized that the jobs I enjoyed the most and appreciated the most were the ones where I was paid based on performance like mm. as a server like you know you can get a really good tip or you can get a really shitty one but I, I just love, I'm just like not motivated to, you know, work for a set fee, I guess. Yeah. And even in managing musicians being paid commission is always appealing to me. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, different for everyone, for sure. How do the, mm-hmm. uh, but fascinating uh, story and concept, how do the consults work? Do people meet with you over Skype or 
Uh, do you, I mean, how, do you fill them out? I mean, what, what is a relationship consult? So I did most of my meetings over the phone, um, okay. some in person, the ma majority of those being at the museum. And I would do some over email, which, you know, quite honestly, is kind of exhausting and you lose tone in text. So that can get complicated. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, in general, I like doing things over the phone. I, I do yeah. the Skype. I just, it's hard, like right now I'm doing fine, but it's hard for me to like, there's just nothing exciting going on when you're looking at someone talk, you know, like. <laughs> When I, I'm such a multitasker <laughs> that when I'm on the phone, like I want to walk five miles. Yeah. Feel like I'm accomplishing something. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, everyone, everyone is built differently and, uh, and succeeds in different environments and stuff. So, you know, I think, yeah, that, I mean, when we talk about breakups, we talk so much about like rediscovering yourself and like the things that you actually like doing and I think, you know, that, that can be tied into it. Um, you know, like figuring out like what, what sort of environments do you thrive in? Um, what, all of those things. So, you know, I mean, we can link basically anything to breakups at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, we're very good at that. <laughs> we're good okay. at that. But tying in the lesson. Um, but I know, you know, bridging across here, like getting to know yourself is huge in a breakup but I think mm -hmm. also it's that realization um of that you create your own happiness and you you find these things internally and it's not about like getting the ex back or the new person and I know we mentioned that before do you want to talk about your views on internal Absolutely. validation etc <laughs> he's revved up yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, this is something I always tell people. What you see is essentially people go through a breakup, they're beside themselves, and, you know, they seek validation in someone else. So they try to find a new partner. And it's mm -hmm. like, if you constantly go through those cycles, it's like building a house without a foundation, right? Like, the minute that breakup is over, or the minute that relationship is over, you don't know how to be happy alone. And the truth is like, we all do it, but for whatever reason, we romanticize relationships so much, but mm -hmm. no matter how happy you are with someone, you're giving up something to be with that person, yeah. you know? And like, for me, I always reconnect with old hobbies that I kind of lose touch with when I'm, you know, dating someone. And I think that's what's so important. Like you have to find out how to be happy I, no matter how secure you are, you always have to rediscover yourself after going through a breakup because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just such an intimate relationship and you give so much of yourself to that person. And it's like, you just have to rediscover who you are as an individual yeah. without any form of codependency. Yeah. Like, you know, on a, practical level like how do you fill up your weekend now that you're not 
hanging out with a person. Yeah, having um, brunch and watching you know, movies and having sex and hanging out and yeah. asking each other what you want to do. And <laughs> Oh, God, that's like the worst game ever. <laughs> Please don't ask me what I want to do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then also like internally, like how do you define yourself? Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm in a long-term relationship and I'm a girlfriend and in a couple years we'll probably get married and blah, you know. And blah. uh and blah, <laughs> like I don't know what comes after that, but <laughs> well, we're gonna circle back to the stages. <laughs> yeah, the stages because that's yeah, your clothing line and everything. But yeah. Well, so how but what is a good way when you're inside of a relationship to still find internal validation and comfort, do you think? So I I, I think for me personally, it's having alone time. Honestly, I was in one relationship where the girl and I both worked from home and we were just together every waking hour. And, you know, that phase, you can't shit where you sleep. Of course. (laughs) Yes. I like some people can do it and kudos to them. But for me personally, it brought, you know, a a little more, um, it, it brought more issues to the relationship than one would prefer, I suppose. And it is, it's hard when, like, like I said, I'm such a hopeless romantic that when I'm in, I'm like 270% in. So Mm. it's, it's hard not to get so excited and to want to be with that person all the time. Yeah. But you still have to have your self-validation. Like you can't, you ultimately can't seek validation from other people, whether that's in a romantic relationship, a friendship. Like you always have to be able to come back to yourself and be secure. And that's something that I've worked on a lot recently. Um, And in general, you know, like I, I'm human. Like I fucking deal with all the societal bullshit. Like I'm 31 years old and single and I'm wondering if I'm ever going to meet someone and have kids. And, you know, I, I know I sound like I'm being dramatic, but no, I'm sure you a know, lot of people I'm, probably have those thoughts. So it's fine. Like, look, everyone thinks about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And that all comes back to ultimately insecurity. It's like, you just have to, and it's, it is this tricky game because if you're insecure and you're seeking someone else, like your insecure, your insecurity is always going to show through and it's going to affect the relationship. And I think that's what I noticed in one of my breakups, like, I realized that that person loved me at a time that I didn't even love myself and mm-hmm. everyone knows it and everyone says it, but to actually feel it, you know, like you truly have to love yourself before you expect someone else to love you. Yeah. And you, you aren't capable of giving what a relationship needs unless you do have self-love. And I think mm-hmm. so many people don't have, you know, the correct level of self-love and it shows in their relationships and it causes issues. Yeah. Yeah. Self-love and just also like knowing you don't have to know who you are. Cause like, that's a really hard question. That's obviously journey, that's a lifelong one. <laughs> um, yeah. but you, you have to have a basic idea of like what your, what your values are founded on, like have a couple things that you're like, no, this is like, this is who I am. If you take away the relationship status and, you know, the sports I play and the clothes I wear and the places I go, like what's really, really important. I think you have to have like at least 
one or two of those things figured out where you're like, no, this is, this is a core thing. Well, Um, and also how much time am I comfortable spending just with my, with myself, you know, how much can I provide to, to me? Mm -hmm. But I guess you would know that because of your values. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's so important to have a partner that's, you know, along for the journey and supports you growing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I mean, fucking life is hard, like growing's hard and evolving (laughs) is hard. And (laughs) if you have someone that's constantly gain in your way of doing that yeah obviously causes friction totally oh I can't e- even believe when I hear people say that their partners like aren't supportive of either, of either their job or their friends or their family yeah it just doesn't make That's... sense to me so uh but it happens like a yeah. lot um, also that's your next company name is life is hard um to like go I with life that. is love fucking love, sucks love and fucking life sucks. is hard love fucking sucks and life is hard <laughs> so not pessimistic at all yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. it's the irony is what it is because you look at I your know. apparel and it's like bright colors and happiness yep. and like well that's because it's the honeymoon phase it's the honeymoon yeah all right so yeah this is so okay segue. yeah yeah because there's there's some themes in this season and i'm interested mm-hmm. to see if those really change in your next season have you started like working on that art yet or but can we just stop for one second so so the honeymoon phase uh which we talk about a lot on this show so because i don't think we fully explained this so you're going through each stage of the relationship and you're going to create different designs and so Mm -hmm. you've started with the honeymoon phase which listeners of the show should know (laughs) can last anywhere between six to two years yeah. and this is the phase where would you like to explain it Brett uh, yeah it's just I mean my definition is like basically you're like Tom in 500 days of summer and yeah you know he has sex with summer for the mm-hmm. first time and he's he's walking through the park to Holland out it's just everything's so <laughs> new and exciting and I can't what's wait funny to is, see you I miss you I, and what's so funny is you're completely delusional because in your mind like that person can do no wrong like for me personally being a hopeless romantic like in the honeymoon phase nothing can deter me from that person yeah but that's the power of love that's why it's so fascinating and relationships fail because people don't realize that this is a temporary stage that Mm -hmm. you know all relationships go through but that it does absolutely end yeah and then you need to transition to the next stage um yeah. which mm-hmm. how as, according to your yeah like, what what do you define the stages? as the next stage I honestly this is something I've thought about I think it's that I I don't have a proper term for it yet honestly mm-hmm. I need to do more research um but it's that phase where you're comfortable enough with one another that like you can sit there and not necessarily feel like you have to be entertaining like you know like when there's an awkward silence that isn't awkward and there's something there's something comforting about it but yeah for me being like you know this I don't know overly enthusiastic person that's obsessed with the the honeymoon phase like it's hard because just because I am a hopeless romantic like it's hard for someone to live up to my expectations and I find myself very much it's funny because I guess obsession is 
the best way to describe it, unfortunately. But the honeymoon I like phase? or oh no, okay. no, my feeling towards someone in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I think the next phase, things are still good. It's just it's real. Like it's like come back down to the real world. Like yeah. yeah. And you you know, like you start to have your first arguments and disagreements and you see which way those go because you really learn a lot about someone by the way they handle an argument mm-hmm. um in in the past I remember one girl I I had a relationship with um we never argued at all and mm-hmm. I remember at first I was like this is fucking awesome like we get along so well yeah and then as time <laughs> went on I'm like does this just lack passion like why can't we argue about it we should have to argue like there's healthy arguing and if you Mm -hmm. really love someone like you know you're going to challenge them and there's going to be tough conversations and you need the arguing the power struggle (laughs) yeah definitely yeah and the difference i think also between an argument and a and a fight you know, couples yeah. who have healthy communication and dynamics can have arguments that don't turn into, you know, insults and fights and we're going to yeah. break up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when are you going to be, so transitioning to the next phase, you're just going to fill it out? Yeah, I think so. I would like to, yeah, I, I'd like the honeymoon phase. I want to be said it can last six months. Make it last years. as long oh, as you yes. can. There's a metaphor here. Right. I've read multiple books on the love languages recently. Yeah. And this is something. Um, uh, Gary uh, Hendricks. Chapman. Right? Chapman. <laughs> Not Hendricks. Oh, boy. All right. So, sorry. I'm very excited about the wrong no. thing. Okay. Close. So. <laughs> What I'm getting back to is this is something that author Gary Chapman comes back to often is um, the six month to two years thing, because this is when so many um, couples will either come for uh, therapy and this is when they get disillusioned. And it's Mm -hmm. like, but it was so great. All right. So how long have you been together? Oh, you know, a year and a half or or, you know, we've been together three years and at first it was wonderful. And now, you know, we just can't hold it together. Um, So, yeah can last mm. up to two years i was gonna say i in theory that sounds great but but also it's like if you're in a relationship for two years and you don't move past the honeymoon phase like what the fuck's going on you but know? you can stay in it and then once you move past because you i mean a lot of people would consider two years to be a long relationship i don't know if mm-hmm. i necessarily would but longer than any so, i've been in <laughs> all right oh that's fine um but and so then a lot of people will think to themselves, but we're, you know, we've been together all this time and now all of a sudden we're having problems. And in reality, it's no, that you were still, you know, kind of in this obsessive phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I just want people to just really know that and that, you yeah. know, it's okay to start having problems after three years that you didn't have before and just realize that, you know, you need this initial bonding to stay together. You kind of need yeah. this initial obsession. This is what, yeah. you know, yeah. you need the chemistry and the sex. Um, yeah. But there's more to it. As that like story that holds you together as you're both getting pushed onto that growth edge. And, <laughs> you know, you, that's, that's where you start to like evolve commit. as a person yes. and commit and yes. like start to <laughs> lean on those values. 
it kind of piggybacking off that I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts um what, what is your take on like going from a friendship to a romantic relationship mm. or you know just immediately diving into the relationship well, I've yeah. had experience um, with the friend to dating thing and based on, okay, so which I'll get into, but so based on my experience, I absolutely think that regardless of how long you think you were friends for or how long you were friends for, I shouldn't put a judgment on that. However long you've known this you person. You think you were friends. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just no trust anymore. I know. I, okay. <laughs> however long you've been friends it's it doesn't make up for learning about each other inside of a romantic relationship at all it is a different I we and we've heard from listeners who have said you know we're friends for ages and then you know we we couldn't make the relationship work and this my experience was that I had this false sense of security with this person because I felt like I knew him so well and I felt like yeah. we had the trust and and then we moved from friends just like immediately into this like crazy whirlwind obsessive thing and then once we got out of it um it I, it couldn't go anywhere because we moved way we moved way faster than anyone would recommend a couple to move because we've been friends for three years yeah it's it's different. You're likely not sleeping over with your friends exactly like every day and or talking you know, about money or talking about family exactly. or doing yeah most of the things that a couple does like were you still friends after the relationship no ended? no <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> uh, no because it, it uh, yeah we moved too way too quickly uh yeah, so i'm that, a big advocate of taking your time in relationships and i i would think you would want to do the same even if you've known the person a while as friends yeah that's another thing that really chaps my ass is like when people break up and they try to be friends immediately after it's like you guys don't even know what it's like to be friends you've never been friends like one of you is inevitably gonna want more well you know, brett this is one of the questions that we're going to ask you from our listeners and uh, community um, about friends. Yes. Uh, but oh, yeah. 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 It's on the list. <laughs> uh, why don't we take a Why don't we take a quick break for our sponsors and to stretch, and then we'll get into all of these fun questions that we have for you. All right. Welcome back. So, what we did over the past week is we. Um, reached out to listeners and um, people we've worked with and people in our social circles and got some questions that they would want a male perspective on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And we've got quite the range of questions. Um, And thank you so much, Brett, for being willing to sit on the hot seat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) thank you for making me the token man to speak for all males. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like you're opinion will have to do for like (laughs) you know every male identified person (laughs) out there so no pressure pressure. if anyone disagrees they're wrong (laughs) so uh clearly we are being facetious um this is just a fun exercise we thought we would do so um yeah so we have quite the range so first up and I'm sure we'll jump in because I have some strong opinions about some of these. Um, but 
why do men talk to you and see a girl consistently for months but don't want to be exclusive oh my god we are just i know i'm like holding myself in i'm like man that's such a loaded question Um, (laughs) really okay i okay if i had to guess it's because a lot of them aren't in touch with their emotions and i think the male ego is particularly interesting because they I think men have this fear of settling and like they always wonder is there something better out there and I'm not saying that you know girls don't deal with the same thing but I I just noticed so men that are Mm non-committal and I think like there's deep you know there's deeper rooted issues like it goes back to their insecurity and a lot of a lot of people I know that seem to be insecure like they like attention because it gives them this false sense of security so it's like if i and it's also you know fucking games like you always want what you can't have Mm -hmm. they you know they think the chase is so appealing yeah i think this is honest i I love it i've never played any of those games because i'm like you know hard on the sleeve like i love you do you love me back but still you know i think you know how um let's not generalize too much but we can a bit yeah i mean perhaps guys who are doing this Uh that could possibly Mm -hmm. be what it is because i've heard the other things from guys where they're like um i mean obviously it's not just like any girl comes up to them and they're like oh I'm so lucky you know but like I think when when guys do find someone that they are really interested in they're like don't let her go because I'll never get one like her (laughs) you know so I've heard like the opposite thing as well but I think if you're if you are you know kind of doing this dance where you're kind of like I'm not ready yet but like maybe let's just keep seeing each other you know Mm -hmm. that is is what we're talking about and I do feel like in general, casual dating is so commonplace now. Like I, I can't, like, I, I just can't date five people at once. It gives me anxiety yeah. even <laughs> thinking about it, but that's just what people do. Like, you yeah. know, with, especially with online dating, it just seems to be so much more gen- normal now than it would have mm-hmm. been in the past. What do you think about the idea that, which is kind of common in the dating coaching community that if a man is really into a person or a relationship that they'll big that they'll try and make it really happen and that this might be a, simply a sign of that he's not that into he's you. not that into you <laughs> yeah it's interesting because I'm thinking I, I I guess I've kind of you know in the past I've maybe not I've known that something wasn't going to get very serious but mm-hmm. I'm also very aware of other people and, you know, I, I would just kind of cowardly not want to hurt their feelings. So I'd kind of lead them on, which really does no good for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? Do you think if um, a guy's really into a relationship, he'll try and make it happen? I would like to think so, right? Like if anyone's mm-hmm. into the situation, they should be trying Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I think it, it just all goes back to maybe him not having his own personal shit sorted out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just want to say, while we're talking about this one question is that it's not just men who do this. Like women mm-hmm. also will talk to you 
a guy or a girl or what, whoever they're dating and see them consistently for months and not want to be exclusive. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like, well, you know, if you've ever done this in the past, what, what was in your head? Cause maybe that's happening with this guy that you're wondering about, you know, yeah, I yeah. have a very interesting experience with dating and I've definitely had a handful of people I was seeing at the time and it was because I kind of had fun with all of them but I wouldn't say I was so into any just kind of enjoying myself yeah yeah yeah. that's (laughs) it I I, there was no one I really wanted to be serious with but I you know kind of thought everyone was kind of (laughs) cool you know and and I've kind of I've been in that situation where I was essentially dating someone you know without the title for several months and she kind of told me like you know I'm having fun this is what it is and me being the the anxious um attachment style that I am it fucking drove me crazy like I just felt like I wasn't good enough like why am I not good enough for commitment Mm -hmm. yeah I I mean this is also just an example of where talking about expectations when you start dating someone is probably a good idea Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, Claire's yeah. got an interesting question. Yes. All right. Um, so through social media, targeted advertising, social conversations, and pop culture, women have a lot more exposure to discussions about relationships and love. This immersion mm-hmm. in romance helps women understand what different types of relationships can look like and help them develop their understanding of what they want. How, as women, can we help bridge that knowledge gap with our male partners so that they can develop the language and self-awareness to discuss what they need in a relationship? Okay, that's very complicated because (laughs) I I talk about this all the time, like me having more feminine energy than, you know, the stereotypical guy. Mm -hmm. Um, It is true, like our society tells guys that it's not manly to be vulnerable and show your emotions. And it's so weird, like, like talking about mental health is so sexy right now. And it's very on trend. But Mm -hmm. I still don't, I'm just thinking about like a lot of the guys that I know, like, there aren't these open discussions. And I like, I don't know what it's going to take. Um, I I mean, any great relationship is going to have a lot of vulnerability from both parties. And I think Mm -hmm. just transparency. And um, what I've always liked is dating someone that calls me out on my shit to a certain Mm -hmm. degree. Like, you know, when it feels like I can't do anything right, it becomes very taxing. But uh, yeah, I think just, just that open dialogue. And I think it too, like, it's important that a a guy does feel heard and you know it is a lot it's not as common for a guy to open up so when he does you know I I think sometimes women might have to set their their ego aside a bit and really hear him and you know give him the floor because for a guy if it's not well respected or not well received when he does open up it's just going to make him bottle up even more yeah Mm-hmm. yeah and maybe like I don't know like leading from example you know instead of being like you should be doing this and this and this like tell me what you're feeling you know mm-hmm. yeah guys like, love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I think also another thing that can happen is um I mean just one thing that I think is possibly really common is 
like guys need for space like you mentioned Mm -hmm. it before and I think it's kind of like sometimes they just go and do it and so there's no like conversation that like Mm -hmm. the woman is expecting and we're using these terms you know like you can apply them to whatever you are feeling like in the relationship you know, the, the female relationship. energy the male yeah, yeah, energy cool. you know so I'm just speaking from my experience here but um oh shit where was I going <laughs> um yeah is that um as the woman you're kind of expecting like the guy to come and be like I need some space mm-hmm. like I'm gonna go and you know play some video games with the dudes for four hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead they kind of just go and do it and she thinks that it's just a thing instead mm-hmm. of like this is mm-hmm. what i actually needed in we're in a relationship let's talk <laughs> about your guy time yeah. yeah yeah whereas guys can i or men can i i think feel quite suffocated by by that is that kind of what you mean um yeah i i think so it's just like you know they think mm. They need some alone time, so they go and they do it. Yeah. And they meet those needs. Oh, Rather hey. than, like, not making it, like, a let's sit down and talk situation. Yeah, exactly. Instead yeah, that's of being I mean. like, I'm going to, I need some space, so I'm going to mm-hmm. do that tonight mm-hmm. because yeah. I need some space emotionally. It's like, no, they're just there. Well, and a bit this goes back a tiny bit to just to also taking things slow in relationships and just realizing that just because you're really into each other doesn't mean you have to, you know, a month in be hanging out every yeah. night. Yeah, 100%. Um, And and I think it just comes back to communication, you know, like, going back to what you said, I can see why a girl might feel offended if she's not included in the guy, even if it's just saying, hey, I need to go do this. Mm -hmm. Just have that conversation, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Totally. And and you should, the healthiest thing is to not do everything together. So let him go play video play games or have video games. band practice yeah. or whatever. <laughs> band practice. Drink some beers with the boys. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. That is probably one of the best things that you could do if you want to be with this man is to let him have beers with the dudes without yeah. you. Yeah. All right. So Claire, I actually feel like you have a little more context around this next question. So if you want to go and then uh, I'll take over from there. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't, yeah. So it just worked out that way where the questions I sourced ended up being first and then Janice right. will follow it up. But, um, okay. So this one's a big one. Um, <laughs> why do you guys say they want to marry a girl and that she's the love of his life? All these things, they're in a relationship together. Things seem to be going really well. And then, you know, not even weeks later, blindsides her and says you know hey we're breaking up because he's not quote in love with her and I know this is very specific but I guess you know if we're breaking it down be like why would you say those things if you didn't mean them so I think for me personally um I I struggle with this all the time in all honesty not all the time but uh it's like every moment (laughs) I do too actually you can't you can't get attached to what someone said at one point because the truth is actually this artist I used to work with wrote this song and she's like what I said at the time was true but things sorry give me a second I need to get this this is very important 
the things I said before at the time were true, but now the truth has changed. I don't like you. Yeah. And it's like, that's so true. Like feelings change over time. Like, I don't know why, you know, last week he said he loved you. Perhaps he was lying. And, you know, if anything, you should be thankful that he's being honest now and you're not wasting more time in a relationship that ultimately doesn't have a future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's another song like that. Laura Marling, new romantic. I know I said, I loved you, but I'm thinking I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm like, literally it's disappeared off of all of the streaming stuff because Taylor Swift released a new romantic yeah. song. I think she got paid <laughs> off and I hope it was a good payment, but like, you know. But, you know, people, things change in relationships and yes, that kind of sucks, but things it's changed. You yeah. change your mind. Change mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. And people say things in, in the moment and it doesn't mean anything really about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Thank you, Brett. So let's go yeah. on. We've got uh, three more are good ones okay so this one came from someone in my community uh i'd love to hear about this so i have someone in my community who wants to know how can i meet guys in real life not online out in the wild (laughs) is this during covid or Uh, well Uh, so uh i i feel comfortable saying that this has this comes from someone in my community who uh does not happen to be in a covid uh afflicted area so um COVID aside oh damn I was gonna say take me to that community but uh (laughs) yeah um how can you meet people so it's funny I think you have to like you have to think of the person that you see yourself with right Mm -hmm. and where do you envision like what do you enjoy doing that you would like doing with someone I you know like I don't know. I, as I've gotten older and more comfortable being alone, um, I like go out by myself and not feel bad about it. Like if Mm -hmm. anything, it's kind of nice. And I realize like I meet more people because I am alone and I can, you know, quickly adapt and Mm -hmm. kind of do whatever, but, uh, just do things that you like doing. And I think, you know it's so hard to say where you can meet someone like you could walk out your front door and literally you know wreck your car and then end up meeting the love of your life because they were the (laughs) other person involved in the accident (laughs) yeah you're like i like crashing (laughs) yeah as a general rule of thumb i do think that do what you like to do yeah you'll try yeah you know I, i have so many friends that are like i just i like you know, I don't want to do the online dating and I don't want to meet someone at a bar. Like I'm over that scene. It's like, then fucking don't do those things. Like yeah. go do something else, you know, yeah, put yourself out there in other ways. Some and, people really like drinking at a bar every weekend, but if that's not your scene, don't go to a bar to meet someone. Exactly. <laughs> but also, are and, you going to bars to meet people? Or are you going to bars because you like going to bars? If you like going to bars, then maybe you should meet someone there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, you know, so much of relationships is timing. So I think also a big key of that is patience. Like you can't, you know, I I know like it's just thinking in like terms of spirituality and manifestation, like, you know, Claire, you can sit here right now and say like, I'm going to walk into Whole Foods tonight and I'm going to meet the man of my life. And you can like truly believe it into existence, but just don't get too attached to that 
happening yeah. you know because it might not how long are you gonna be standing in that whole food yeah, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> well it's also it's hard to um manifest things that involve other people and that's really not what it's about it um mm-hmm. it's about yeah. you know your own reality of yeah oh my god mm-hmm. i love brazil nuts i'm gonna stand by the brazil nuts until someone and, else loves brazil nuts <laughs> and piggybacking off that um janice like i totally agree um like why are you putting so much emphasis on meeting someone you know mm-hmm. it's one of those things when it happens it's like an added benefit to your life but if you're if you're out there desperately trying to meet someone you're gonna reek of desperation yeah yeah. I was, I was just gonna say and we talk about this a lot on the show is that if you're going into dating with uh the desperate energy it's mm-hmm. probably not gonna end well whereas if you no. could be going out um into it for fun or to meet people or because you like going out completely different from i've got to find my soulmate or i'm this age um yeah mm-hmm. great yeah. thank you from a manifesting yeah. standpoint but also like who do you who who would you rather hang out with someone who's like having a really good time you know and it's just like doing things that they love doing and they have like this life that they've made for themselves or someone who's like i've literally put everything on hold until i can find someone yeah, I want a man. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. Sexy. All right. <laughs> All right. We've said it before and we're saying it again. Do you, the rest will fall into place. All right. So let's get back to something we talked about earlier. Another question. Should I stay friends with my ex? And I'm going to add my own caveat here um, based on what um, is going on in my community and with some listeners. The relationship mm-hmm. wasn't even that great but I don't want to cut them out of my life. What should I do? Um, first off, do you stay friends with your ex? I think, you know, you definitely need time to get over the relationship. And the truth is, say you break up with me and I still wanted to be in the relationship, but you are saying, you know, I still care about you. I want you in my life. Um, I want us to be friends that's very selfish of you to do because that's completely it's just negating any feelings that I have and ultimately you're setting me up for letdown because I will I am probably going to say yes we should be friends I'm ultimately, you know I'm ultimately going to want more and I'm going to be hurt by the fact that we're not in the same wavelength yeah so time and space heal all Mm -hmm. and the truth is I don't like that's so case by case. Some people are friends with their exes. I, you know, some people are friends with some of their exes and not others. Like some people aren't meant to be friends at the end of the day too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely agreed. Um, but then as far as the, I don't want to cut them out of my life goes as a, just because do you have anything to say about that? Like, again I think that's kind of selfish of you to say that like if you wanted the relationship to end and they didn't I don't really give a fuck about you not wanting to (laughs) cut them out like you want the relationship to end like have enough respect for them to let them fully heal yeah that's fear talking being like I want to break up but I don't want to be alone (laughs) I agree you get your cake and eat it too or whatever right yeah that's very selfish yeah 
I uh, love it. All right. So I am interested to dive into this. We've semi touched on it, but mm-hmm. something that we're especially interested in is what do you think are the differences, if any, between what men and women want out of relationships? And then I have a follow-up question. Different. So something I often think about, like from a psychological standpoint, is I've always thought like, man, this guy's so cool. Like, why is he so cool? And this other guy is a douchebag. Like, why is he a douchebag? And I think it all comes down to us all seeking love and affection. And anyone that acts out has been neglected. You know, they, they haven't received the love that they've wanted or thought that they needed. Um, so I think it, it, the same in relationships. You know, totally forgot the question, but (laughs) do you think that there's a difference between what men and women want out of relationships? I, I mean, it's so hard to generalize like what men want and what women want, like we're all different people. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think if we're looking from like, yeah, I mean, everyone wants to be heard and they want to feel like they have a partner that's committed to their growth that is also contributing to it some people really want to say men are this women are this and I think it's important that we're saying um everyone's different some people (laughs) some people suck some people want to feel safe and be committed um some people want to be you know bachelor's forever some people want to have three kids everyone just everyone's different yeah I also think like the distinction between male and female like people want to make it so black and white but we all have varying degrees of masculine masculinity and femininity you know mm-hmm. exactly yep. yeah do you when it comes to your consults do you see themes differences between the genders as far as what people come to you about um hmm that's a really good question I mean, I would say 85% of my consultations are with women. So I I definitely have more experience on that side. Um, I I think ultimately it's people not knowing how to get over someone, you know, like heartbreak's very hard and there's no, there's no formula for it. Mm. Um, And it's people seeking healing which is so important. You know, a lot of people never find a healthy way to express their emotions when going through a breakup. And like I said, just putting yourself out there is is so huge. Well, Um, that's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Amazing. I mean, I've had actually two different people ask me in the last week if I think that Claire and I will run out of topics for a <laughs> podcast that's about breakups. And I said, we have, we do not foresee that happening. Our list just yeah. grows longer and longer because it's such I, a dynamic issue or such a dynamic experience that people go through. So many people. I, go I, through. I, I will say um, in general, it seems like, and this is so upsetting to me, but it seems like if a guy breaks up with a girl, the girl assumes that there's something wrong with her. And that's the reason that guy broke up with her. Mm-hmm. They externalize like, it or internalize it. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And 
you know, I, I think that goes back to societal horseshit. Oh, well, thank you so much yeah. for answering all of those questions. I know we really put you on the spot, but I thought that was really great insight personally. Yeah. yeah. So we, I loved that. I think Claire loved it. I know our I listeners it. are going to love it. <laughs> and yeah, you know, uh, everyone, dear listeners, people are nuanced, but I do think that the, you provided really great insight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a thank lot you. of it is, it's not about you necessarily um, you know, taking your time in relationships, uh, you know, letting things happen in the right way, realizing that, you know, people are dealing with a lot of shit that's not about you. Yeah. That's yeah. Really great. Yeah. So everyone be- brings their own junk to relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So before we end, Brett, where can people find you? Little typical podcast <laughs> line there. Uh, <laughs> Give the stalkers my, what they want. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to want it after this. Is, <laughs> no, um, my website is lovefuckingsucks.com. All spelled Yay. out. And my Instagram is at lovefuckingsucks with three underscores at the end. Okay, Mm -hmm. but we're going to link it in the show notes, dear listeners. And I'll definitely say that we both really, really like your IG account. I would definitely recommend everyone to follow everyone Mm -hmm. to get their own trucker's cap. I don't know why I didn't think of that, Claire. Um, (laughs) Get a hoodie, uh, some tanks for summer. But do you have tanks? Because... No, I don't. Oh, that's why. Next season. Yes. Yeah. Janice loves her tank tops. Yes, I do. It's kind of my thing. So um, (laughs) go over to Love Fucking Sucks on IG, on the web. Get yourself um, loaded up with good stuff. And also, he has great, great content. So I highly recommend, highly recommend it. We've loved having you on. And Claire and I are building our online community. And we're going to be meeting in there on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On on May 4th at 12 p.m. MST to answer your coaching questions live. Yay! All right, we love all our listeners. Brett, we're so, so excited about connecting with you. And we'll see everyone next time. Sweet. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, Tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And here's a preview of our next episode. After many months, um, I did destroy the journals. I was living in a one-bedroom apartment with a patio that, like, was definitely like gonna be a fire hazard if I burnt <laughs> anything out there. And I didn't want to go and do it in public at the beach or something in like a a barbecue grill because that was like the other option. <laughs> Imagine if you saw someone out there Just alone. Like, tears. <laughs> Burning journals you, okay, at the like, beach. Yes. I needed a little bit more privacy, basically. And another way to destroy journals is to drown them instead of, um, instead of burn them. So I drowned my journals. <laughs>